if you unpack this, there's several issues to point out. One being the law and who it's applied to and what is the law and what was its original purpose in Yahweh's creation? What was the purpose of the law? So there's that. But what strikes me first about this question is somebody is saying, why are we judging? That's not our job. That's Yahweh's job. And to me, that sounds, it sounds convincing if somebody were to say it. I could see it if somebody says that just in conversation, it sounds convincing and can catch you off guard. But that's not accurate. It's not an accurate statement. Because people will often, and the reason why it's not accurate is because it's taken out of context. Culturally, you'll hear that a lot. You'll hear people say, well, only God can judge me. And, you know, that's Yahweh's job. And, and so that statement in and of itself is inaccurate and it's not true. Because there are places in scripture where Yahweh does command us to judge. As individuals, we are to judge. Um, and I have, I can look up the scriptures, but in John it talks about, it says, judge but not by appearance judge righteously in the book of matthew it talks about you know in the in the first i think it's chapter two in the first couple verses it talks about you know it says do not judge because you will be judged and that's where people get this that's where people say well this is we're not supposed to judge but if you only say one verse out of the entire context of the book of Matthew and ultimately what gets into the Sermon on the Mount in chapters like five and forward, basically what's being said is it, it's a concept of sowing and reaping. It says like, don't judge or you'll be judged. Judge according to the same standards. Basically it was being preached to the Pharisees that you are nitpicking a piece of sawdust in somebody's eye while you have a, a plank in your own eye, right? Like you're not judging yourself the same as you're judging others. It's a concept of reaping and sowing. So what, what was being preached to the Pharisees was you have to be consistent. You have to judge righteously. You have to judge to the same standards. You have to you can't hold other people accountable to things that you're not willing to hold yourself accountable to. And people take that out of context because it doesn't just say, do not judge. And that's it. It says, it says, um, don't judge in a way that you're not willing to judge your own self, but we are called to judge righteously, not by appearance, but by righteousness. Um, and so to me that, that that's if I was if I was posed that question, I would go straight to scripture and say, well, what scripture are you getting this this uh you say we're not supposed to do this? Where are you finding that in scripture? I would just ask a question. What scripture says we're not supposed to judge? Because I because I'm aware of several scripture scriptures that do call us to judge righteously. And this is, this is another issue with this whole thing. 
you take that out of context and it's culturally accepted, people aren't disciples. They're not seeking things out. They're not, they're not reading the word to find out, are we supposed to judge or not? They're just taking things on face value, right? Or things that are culturally accepted. People have it tattooed on their bodies. Only God can judge me. Like that's like, there's a scripture attached to that and there's not. Um, and so it becomes, it becomes this platform for moral relativism where if only God can judge me, right, then I can do whatever I want and you can say or do nothing about it. And there's like this moral relativism that starts to be, starts to spread even in the church, right? Or people who, I think it's a funny dynamic, and and I don't know if this was a believing person or not that posed this question to you, but it's just, it's just interesting. So first it's out of context. One, it's inaccurate. Two, it's inaccurate. Three, it's like a moral relativist concept. And it's also, it also then becomes a cop out for quote unquote the church or quote unquote Christianity to sit on the sidelines and just let things happen. Because, well, like I'm not supposed to judge. Only Yahweh can do that. Well, then should our should our justice system just delete the justice aspect of the government? Like, should we just get rid of judges because Yahweh's going to magically take care of everything? Like, and you understand what I'm saying when I say that, but like, you have to, you have to play these. Okay. If somebody, if that's their belief, one, is it founded in scripture? Is it, is it taken in the proper context? And you have to play out their line of thinking like that doesn't even that statement doesn't even make any sense. And so. The third thing with that is. The law, right, because we're it's been mentioned a couple times that. The Torah is only meant for the nation of Israel. And that's that's true in a sense. But the law is still. Right, the law in and of itself was created to be a mirror so people could see themselves. Because without it, they would have no reference point to see to truly see themselves and how misaligned they were with Yahweh. And I'm not saying that our laws in our nation are that, but it, it, at their core. I mean, it kind of is, right? Like when I'm driving down the road, I think my driving's fine. Unless I pass a sign that says like, you're going too fast. Or I get pulled over and somebody else who's an extension of the law says like, you did this wrong, right? Otherwise, if those laws weren't in place, we would just all think we're just, whatever we're doing is fine, right? And even ignorance of the law doesn't excuse breaking it, right? Like, so there's a lot of, you have to really understand and like unpack a lot of this stuff. And, and a lot of times when people say things like, well, we're not supposed to judge. Well, it doesn't, the scriptures don't say that. So, I mean, that's, that's like breaks down that whole thing. And if you were to ask that person in that moment, well, what script, where, where in the Bible do you find the scriptures that say we are not supposed to judge only Yahweh is? 
and they won't be able to find it. They'll, they might point to Matthew chapter two and say, look, it says, do not judge. Yes, but you have to read the entire rest of the book. Like there was a whole sermon. If we showed up on a Friday night and everybody just heard the first sentence I said and then left, right? If I preached an hour long message and I, and the first sentence I said, everybody said, all right, we're good to go. He said, do not judge. And then they left. You're, you're obviously going to miss the point of the, in the context of the entire message, right? Which is exactly what's happening. So hopefully that makes sense. Um, but in the context of Roe v. Wade, like we are supposed to judge righteously, right? But there's also Yahweh also is so amazing that he puts the caveat in there that the same measure, the same way that you judge, you're going to be judged. So if you choose to judge harshly and unfairly, you're going to be judged that way. Right. So. And that that's like Yahweh's built in protection and discipling and training for his people to judge righteously and out of love and do it, do it in a way that's not based on appearance. Right. And you could probably do a whole study on appearance versus righteousness. And what does that mean? The other thing I was going to say is when you look at the, so all of, so the context of this whole debate comes down to the Supreme Court of the United States, whose job is basically to make sure that our nation's laws and our case precedents stay in alignment with the things that were enumerated in the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, right? So when you look at Roe v. Wade, they overturned it because it was misaligned and, and off track from our from the things that are articulated in our founding documents. If you look at the first few paragraphs of the Declaration of Independence, it talks about inalienable rights endowed by the creator and that all men were created equally. And I think that's the key word. So the debate on Roe v. Wade Right, ultimately comes down to when you conceive a baby, is that baby created and is it created equally? And who was it created by? Right? Like, I know the answer to all of those. And so then to me, it's very clear that that creation that was created by God was created just as equally as the mother who's who's holding it in its womb. And so there are basic inalienable rights that that creation has because it was created equally by God. Right. But that's but when you take God out of it and you and you say, well, your God shouldn't dictate my, you know, whatever, just because you don't believe in that doesn't mean it's not true. Right. And so when it comes to the question of our judgment, there's issues of moral relativism at play, right? You have to deal with that. There is objective truth. And when you talk in the paradigm of objective truth, that's when you can begin to judge righteously. But people that don't agree with those things or don't operate that way and they have their own relativism and they get, you know, whatever, whatever their 
operating in, obviously they're not going to like the standard or that mirror being held in front of them to show them that this is wrong. But if you didn't have this mirror in front of you, you would just go on about your life thinking that everything is good and, and everything is right.